What's up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And, and this, this is Waking Up the Witch. We're your neighborhood witches. Each week, we talk about all things witchy and connect with other humans in a storytelling format about navigating life on this floating rock. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we are always open to feedback on how we can do better. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of waking up the witch. Now, let's go ghouls! <laughs> what's up witches this is amber taylor is home today we are super close to baby arriving so first time for everything i guess amber in the studio solo witching it up (laughs) Um, So just giving you a little intro, uh, the episode you're about to hear was recorded last week and Taylor and I had to dip out a little earlier before um, we could record the beginning of this episode. As you know, most of the time we do record this after our conversations just to kind of vibe into what we experienced. And um, last week we got to meet with her midwife and her doula and have um, kind of like a briefing. I will be a part of Taylor's birth team at her home birth. So it was just a good opportunity for everyone who will be there to support her through birth to meet each other and um, kind of air out any, any worries or concerns and allow Taylor to let everyone know what roles she is wanting them to play for her. So really special, really amazing. And then we got to have a really beautiful blessing circle for her with her doula that was absolutely like heartwarming and everyone was in tears and um, just so beautiful. So hopefully she'll be able to share that experience with you guys Um, at some point we are so close to baby coming and this morning she just woke up and wasn't feeling great. So, um, I'm here just to do a little intro in the event that we don't get to do that together because baby literally could be here tomorrow or five weeks from now. We don't really know. So anyways, the episode you are about to hear is with local tattoo artist, Amber Fogel, She's a beautiful, gentle soul and a really fun, incredible artist. And she's just really like a trailblazer in so many ways. She's uh, an old soul, but young and just like being that amazing woman um, business owner out in the community and trying to create change within the industry She's amazing. She's someone that I personally have gone to for a couple of tattoos here in the Valley. I just adore her energy and it was just so lovely to be able to connect with her and go a little deeper about who she is and how she got to be who she is. Um, I think it's a very important story, you know, the things that she's been through and um, very valuable for people to hear and learn about and be aware of. But also, I'm sure there's so many other people in the world who have been raised in a a similar fashion. And just to be able to see that, like, you can grow out of adversity and when it feels like the world just doesn't have your back, you can literally change your life and become the person who you wanted to be at a young age. So um, I hope that you enjoy this episode She's so, so lovely. Go give her a follow on Instagram and enjoy. Let's start with taking three deep breaths to ground our energy, breathing in and release. Once more, breathe in. 
And release. One last big breath, the biggest one you've had all day. Breathe in. Hold at the top. And release. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Feels so good. I needed that. <laughs> it helps to really ground the energy and just help you come back into your body. And also like to just take a moment to invite in all of our higher selves, all of our spirit team, and any other beautiful energies that wish to be here to join in our conversation and share in this love and connection, helping us to feel safe, grounded, protected, and loved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yummy. Well, welcome, Amber. Thank you for joining us here today. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Oh, okay. Um, I am Amber Fogel of Luna Cosmo Tattoos, and I am a tattoo artist in Southern Oregon. Yay. And how did you get to be you today in the world? Start tell, from the very us, beginning. Tell us your story when you're a little baby and all the things you love to do. <laughs> I'm super down. You guys are you guys are in for all kinds of stuff. Let's see what. So excited. Where do, um. All right. Well, when I was a baby, um, I was conceived. With the thought of all of the biggest dreams and hopes and all those things, my parents did not achieve those things together, so they separated when I was a baby. Um, and I like the way through you said that, that. <sighs> sorry, <laughs> just you said that so eloquently. Ah, stop it. <laughs> um, and uh, my parents kind of were not destined for greatness from the get-go. They both had their own kind of childhood traumas and issues that they never really unpacked. So um, they both kind of went super downhill (laughs) after that happened. Hmm. Um, And I stayed with my mom as a child, and she was very much not present. So I was feral as heck, super, Hmm. very much. Um, which taught me a lot at an early age, but also, you know, created all kinds of things through that, that I'm sure you could think of just. Yeah. How old were you you when that really first started happening? Um, I mean, it happened like probably around like eight or nine that it was like Mm -hmm. really apparent, like more when I was like more sentient, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, like, was pretty much able to do whatever I wanted, which, like, at first, as Kids a kid, dream. I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the point where I was like, guidance would also be pretty cool. <laughs> um, For real. But um, I ended up moving out when I was 13. Dang. And that was a lot, for sure, at such a young age. And... Um, I couch surfed a lot and stayed with people and all of the the fun things that you don't want to do when you're 13, but yeah, it made it work. So young. Did you have siblings? Um, not really. So I have a few half siblings and like kind of adopted siblings. Um, that I didn't really the adopted siblings kind of happened when I was like around 16, and then my. Um, my half siblings were like on my dad's side, so I didn't really know them. I didn't have a real mm-hmm. relationship with them really up until like now, cause I've made it a priority in my life. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that was kind of like one of those things too, where I was, I was still just out there figuring it out and they were doing their own thing too. So your mom was just letting you not live with her? Um, I mean, yeah, she wasn't like the healthiest person, you know, um, she dealt with like substance abuse mm-hmm. and like a lot of um, abuse within her relationships. Mm-hmm. So she was kind of on her own trip and like dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, I got to get away from this situation. This isn't going to be useful to me. Yeah. Uh, 
And, you know, at times she'd, you know, she'd call me or something and be like, you got to come home. And I'd be like, no way. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Um, which, yeah, like, ultimately, like, art has always been, like, the biggest thing in my life that has kept me going. Like, I dealt with all kinds of trials and tribulations as a kid. And, you know, when somebody asked me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'd be like, I want to be an artist. Like, and they'd be yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> we'll see how that goes for you. And um, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, well, I hear you. I hear you there. It's hard to make money as an artist. But that's, like, that's what really brought me to where I am now is um, I always wanted to tattoo, like, as a kid. And it seemed so hard. Like, I was, like, watching Kat Von D and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, Like, making people's dreams come true with, like, permanent art on their skin. Like, that's, like the highest sentient form like of art like that's amazing Mm -hmm. and um it always seemed really out of reach it seemed like something that is just like so vast and I had like no idea how to do it so like to be here now is is really like it just came full circle and it feels so like like I'm so whole Like, what was it like being a teenager and, like, couch surfing at such a young age? Like, were you staying with friends? Were parents of your friends just like, oh, my God, we have to take care of her? Or, like, what was that like and where on the did big you picture? And, and, you know, how did you feel about that, too? Like, what did it make you feel? Um, couch surfing at such a young age was, like, kind of fun at times, of course, because it's, like, you're partying and you're like smoking weed and drinking when you're not supposed to and like hanging out with your friends. And a lot of the friends that I had were like in kind of similar situations, just with like a little bit more structure, you Mm, know, like, mm -hmm. uh, like ultimately nothing too crazy. So like we're all kind of on the same page, just had a place to facilitate it. Um, And yeah, there were definitely times where like, parents or you know whoever would be like worried about me and I'd be like you know what I'm yeah I'm a little worried too but like I don't know what you're gonna do to fix it you know so it's kind of just like one of those things where everyone's kind of in an understanding of like a bad situation that is kind of just you can only do as much as you can do about it um how did I feel about it I didn't feel great yeah Definitely, like, I've worked through a lot in my, like, young adult life of, like, abandonment issues and, like, different things like that. Just because, like, especially at a young age, you think, like, you created me. Like, you would want to be around me. Like, you know, like, you want to see me, like, do all these things in my life. So, like, why aren't you here? So, you know, that always kind of lingered. Like, yeah, I'll be, like, having fun with my friends, but it's, like, very lacking in substance at the end of the day because it's like what I'd really rather do is have Mm -hmm. like a really deep connection with like the people that you know are in my family but you know totally um, it did help me like build deep connections with other people and you know create like a chosen family and I've been really fortunate to have like a great support system over the years Um, that's amazing did you grow up here in the Rogue Valley yeah I did. Yeah, I actually like um, lived in Shady Cove as a ch- as a child, and it was like not great because it's so small. Yeah. And there's nothing to do other than like go rafting and smoke weed. So that's like what we did. Yeah, such a small community there to be couch surfing, and um, yeah, I, I feel like that makes sense to have so many people kind of in the same boat too, just in that space. It kind of feels like that. Yeah. Um, which sorry, I, I ventured out, like, obviously, you know, our valley is small, but it's, you know, I'd go to like Eagle Point or Medford, like there's still like a little room to stretch mm-hmm. out, but. So when, like, when you think of your chosen family, like how did that really start to like come together for you where you're like, this is what family is and we're creating this together. And like, who are those people to you? What roles do they play? Are you, are you doing, like, are you all just kind of feral and you found each other and now we're family? Like, I'd love to hear about your connections and how, how you found family, you know, when, when yours was absent. 
Yeah. Well, my very first chosen family really was, um, I had a best friend growing up and her parents would let me stay with her a lot. Um, and like through, so it was her and her sister through that. We were all really close as kids. Like I would stay with her probably the most. Um, and since then, like she's moved to Portland and things like that. We don't stay in contact as much, but like in that time in my life, probably from like 13 to like 15, um, it like gave me like a, a shelter and like a safe space to like talk and like communicate with other people on a level that was like capable of a decent amount of depth to be able to like work through things. Um, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying before she was in like a similar situation just with a little more structure. Mm -hmm. So like that was probably like the first like real connection I feel like I felt, um, as a kid. And, um, after that, I would say, so around like 16, um, I was working illegally in the weed industry. Like basically my whole life, like basically started at 13 so that I could like make money and be able to eat, provide for myself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, which, I mean, I equate a lot of my like success with being able to like live in a in a valley where that industry is like so prevalent and you can pretty much find work wherever because you know it made me very capable on my own um but through that I basically around uh 16 met um somebody who was in that industry and gave me a lot of opportunities within that um and ended up like kind of communicating on deeper levels because we would spend so much time together Mm. so it was um like an older couple in their like late 30s and at the time I was dating uh somebody that I had been with for a decent amount um probably like three years at that point and it was like not a great uh situation And, uh, I had started like living with this person and they were extremely abusive Mm. and, uh, I was kind of stuck in that situation because at that point I like really didn't have anywhere else to go. So this couple that I've been working for saw that and was like, Hey, you can live with us if you want. And like, that was a big thing for me because, you know, they had like two young children at the time and, you know, I'm just like this feral 16 year old out here. Like, I'm like, are you sure? Like, what if I'm totally crazy and I'm just going to like wreck your house and steal all your stuff? (laughs) And, (laughs) and they were like very sweet and, and took me in. And it was, it was kind of perfect timing too, because it was just like, I was, you know, kind of wandering aimlessly and they gave me like, you know, some, something to like feel just somewhere to feel safe and to like, you know, be able to take a breath and not be like so worried about making sure I like know where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be like eating and like things like that. So were you still going to school? I I was going to school just barely, just uh, enough to like still be in school. I got in trouble a decent amount of times for like uh, not being there enough and um just different small things, but I ended up getting my GED because I just ultimately was like, all right, I need to like get done with school. Like I need to just get through this as much as possible. Yeah. You're a 13 year old Um, adult. (laughs) Like fuck school. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know. I was not there. I was just, I couldn't be present in that. I was just, I was dealing with too much. Like school was not really a priority. Totally. Um, but anyway, so through the, those people, I ended up finding, a chosen family. I mean, um, so they, like I said, have two kids and I've been able to like grow up with them and just like the most consistent people I've ever had in my life. And they've helped me through so much, you know, like all kinds of things, like getting my GED and like getting my first car and like all Mm -hmm. these things that are like pivotal moments in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. and like just being able to like call someone and be like, Hey, uh, my car battery's dead. <laughs> like, I need help. You know, stuff like that. Um, 
and aside from that too, just like deep conversations and like, you know, hearing things you don't want to hear and unpacking your bullshit that you don't want to unpack and like things like that, that are just like really important. And just like having a safe space with, with somebody who truly cares about you. And, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate. How lucky to have found them. Like, you know, I'm thinking, like, I I believe everything happens for a reason and every experience that we have is, like, a part of our path. Um, and, you know, even when it's – when you're going through these hard times or times that you're just, like, how could this ever happen <laughs> to anyone? Like, how can someone abandon you or, you know, leave you to fend for yourself at such a young age? And, you know, how could you get – into the weed industry at such a young age and illegally working there. But all of these things happen. It kind of feels like to lead you to them too, in a way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, it was really by happenstance too, that I met them. Um, And everything kind of changed after that. Are they still in your life? Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. It's really, it's one of those things, you know, it just, it worked out and I'm so happy it did. That's so wonderful. Do you have a relationship with your mom now? I do not. My mom actually died um, oh. from alcoholism a few years ago. Mm. I'm so sorry. It is okay. It's one of those things, too, where, like, um, I always, like, did have a good relationship with my mom, even still. Because at that point in my life, I was, like, basically toxically positive. I mean... I just, like, created this, like, facade of positivity that, like, Mm. kept me, like, sane. Yeah. So, like, I always see her as a person who was struggling. And she didn't want to be here. She was, she knew what she was doing. And, like, so for her to, like, finally be able to not really be in this realm and this reality anymore, like, kind of made me feel at peace. Because, like, she had expressed to me, too, that she, like, wasn't really, like capable of living um in like the societal way or something I guess but so like there's a lot wrapped up into that but ultimately it's it's one of those things that I've made as much peace with it as I can I'm sure like as the years move forward you know I'll have realizations and things like that but it's so amazing that you've been able to like have these opportunities to grow and heal like literally it sounds like generations of trauma and you know choosing different life path for yourself through what you've been raised through yeah I mean it's it's one of those common scenarios I think too where you're able to see so clearly through somebody else's path and like their decisions Oof. that you don't really have to do it yourself you know totally Oh, I, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) I relate in a lot of ways with that for sure. And I know so many people do. And it's hard too because so many people can see so clearly, but still repeat patterns. Yeah, still can't, you know, claw their way out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's incredible to know you and know that you have taken it and been able to flip the script for your own life. And, like, make such positive change in your life and be like, hey, bitches, look at me being a pro artist over here killing it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've had my shares stumbles and things like that. But uh, I don't know. I've, I've Since I was young, I've made it my, like, life's mission to, like, fix the generational trauma and to, like, try Mm -hmm. to be, like, the person that I want or, like, somebody that I would look up to like Mm. it's just been like seriously my like most important thing is I just like I want to live a good life I want to be happy and I want people around me to be happy and I just it's like it's one of those things I just you know it's always in the back of my mind so if I'm making a decision it's probably a part of it I love that and that like that kind of makes me think too because I feel like that is a bit of a theme of more recent generations and like you know, I think I'm at least 10 years older than you. I forget because you just feel like you are so old and wise. And I know that comes with the life that you've also had to live. Um, But I feel like, you know, a lot of people in my generation and younger, it is kind of 
our goal, a lot of us, we're just like, no, we're done with the same bullshit and it's time to heal. It's time to be different. It's time to act different and make better choices because the world is different now too. Like we can make anything, (laughs) like we could be anything and do anything. And you know, the, the government and the capitalism and stuff is just starting to fall to the wayside slowly, but surely it's still very much strong, but um, you know, we're able yeah. to kind of step out of that and choose different paths for ourselves and take risks. And, um, you know, we're just kind of like, why not? Why the fuck not? Why do we have to do what you've always been doing? And obviously that's yeah. made a lot of people sick in their minds and because of the world that they've had to live in. It's, it's a rough world. It can be. Um, so I just think that's really cool that you are like, that's something that you kind of just walk throughout your day and your life thinking about. And I'm wondering, like, I don't know if anything would come to mind, but for people who maybe are listening, who want to also be a, a game changer, you know, a generational trauma breaker, would you have any, like, are there any specific things that you would think that you are doing to help with that, that maybe other people could kind of go internally and start making changes for themselves too? Uh, definitely. I feel like the most important things for me that like keep me in like the right headspace are just like really doing my very best to always make sure I'm living in the moment. And it's super hard to do like as mm. a human, like yes. just even the small moments you're driving and like, you know, there's like really pretty trees that are like covering the roadway and like leaves are falling and things like that. Like in those moments, just being like, oh, like I'm here right now experiencing this and I'm like very happy to be mm. experiencing this. Like, whatever it may be, you know, just, like, little things are so important to just, like, come back to yourself for just, even if it's just literally one second of being, like, I'm present right now. And also just, like, going back to the basics, like, just, like, what what is what is all this stuff? Like, I'm stressed about or this or that. And it's, like, no, yeah, those things are true, too. But, like, I am like safe and happy and I want to be kind to others. I want them to be kind to me. Like it sounds really like pretentious or like very obvious or logical, but like, it's so, it's so grounding in those moments to be able to just be, just be able to think about things on like a really simple scale instead of like this vast thing that it is also, but it, it's both, you know? Yeah, no, I think you're totally spot on with that. Like, I don't think it's pretentious or, anything like that. It does feel simple, which I think is where we get caught up because um, we always think it has to be like this big complicated thing or we have to spend all this money. Like things aren't so attainable. Like, yeah, of course they're doing well. They can pay for therapy and everything like that. But really like, I think it's great because there are so many people who can afford therapy and I know that like not everyone can, but like we all whoever's gone to therapy or, and now we have the internet and TikTok. So there's like so much information (laughs) out there that's free for us, but like we get to share what we have learned through those things and more people should because it's not accessible, especially in our country um, for people to learn those things that you would learn in therapy. And I think, you know, presence is my, my biggest go-to also. And Um, I've really found myself kind of like, oh my God, where's my brain? And it's like scrolling gets Mm -hmm. me just so like taken away or like I'll open up my phone to like check the calendar and I'll end up on Instagram somehow like, you know, making my bubbles go away and looking at my messages and then my brain's just like everywhere and that really pulls us out of presence. And so I love that you're just like, I'm it is fucking like I'm looking out my window right now it's so fucking beautiful it's raining the leaves are changing and just like even stopping to see one leaf tumble to the ground it is a pretty spectacular experience that we get to have I gave me you said that (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like catching it be like oh like I did that in the car the other day my husband and I were driving and I was like oh look there's a leaf it's falling look it just fell (laughs) (laughs) and it is so simple but like that really creates so much it can create so much joy and peace when we do step into those moments yeah 100% and like you know I haven't been I 
probably been to like four therapy sessions. It's definitely one of those things that I am not opposed to and definitely want to do more. But like another thing that's been huge is like taking time to communicate with other people. Cause to me, I'm like, that's mm. the whole point. That's here is like, yeah, we can like have a house and a car and like all these things that like facilitate that. But like, I want to like sit in my house or my car and like talk to other people and hear what they have to say and like yeah. try to take from that and like, give also like that is that it gives me so much like that's like the best thing ever yes that is what this podcast is about man like literally the, yeah, the real I'm, stuff i'm stoked <laughs> that's so amazing um beautiful it's really hard in this valley to find any kind of mental health care um like if you have insurance, there's no providers. If you have OHP, you could end up with a shitty one. And then that's, I don't know. It, if you do find somebody, I've been through like four different people here and it's just, it's tough. So it's like, yeah, maybe that's just not even I an option that. for everybody around here. And so trying other alternatives like journaling and I mean, talking with friends and family, like you were saying, and just being self-aware and mindful are all like good practices, but still just, I do think that some kind of therapy is helpful and we are in like a desert of it here. Oh, you're completely right. It definitely, it's, it makes it harder too. And like, especially like the task initiation gets like a little bit harder because it's like this box of stuff you have to untangle basically and it's just like uh you know ah whatever I'll figure it out eventually which I don't love you know I mm -hmm. I would like love to find someone that I connected with and I even you know I've tried like some internet stuff too but like mm -hmm. that also doesn't seem that useful at least in my experience yeah yeah I feel yeah but this would be great if we had an ad from like BetterHelp right now. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it would. <laughs> <laughs> insert ad. Someone give us money. <laughs> I, I. That's what I did. Like I did BetterHelp. Um, just for listeners, not not an ad, but um, I mean, I know it can still. Like I feel really lucky. My first therapist that was given to me was such a gem, and. I resonated with her so much. I almost like passed her up too, just cause like her picture kind of looked a little funny, which ended up like she looked so much better on the video than she did like in her little profile picture. But um, yeah, I mean, I was just really specific on their questioning. And like one of the biggest important things for me was religious beliefs mm -hmm. because I feel like yeah. I don't, you know, I, 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 I mean, I'm a witch. <laughs> so, you know, I, I need someone to be open-minded spiritually. It, and that is important in my therapy and how I deal with things is through my spirituality too. And so like having someone who's super Christian, maybe not like resonate mm -hmm. well with me, we wouldn't mesh obviously. So that was like one of the big things that I put on there was like, I'm spiritually open-minded. I need my therapist to be spiritually open-minded and holy shit, she was so amazing and would like light Palo Santo before like our call. And, you know, so it was Aww. just like so nice to be able to talk with someone who like could speak my language. And I feel like that helped me just be more comfortable with her. But I do know like that kind of was a lucky role for me. Like I really lucked out on like not having to try a different therapist and at least there is the option you don't have to like confront your therapist on there you can just be like mm, next <laughs> but you still have to like pay and go through the process and restarting your story with every therapist gets exhausting and makes it feel less attainable to like get to the healing so I know it's hard but it is an option for for people and it was fairly reasonable and it, they do have kind of like a financial aid sort of thing too. So if you aren't making a lot of money, you can apply for that and you'll get cheaper rates, which is cool. 
So just putting that out there in case anyone is looking for therapists, mm-hmm. it's it's a good option to at least try. And we're very fortunate to have all kinds of alternative healing modalities in the valley as well. Yeah, there is a lot of that for sure. Can you walk us through your life from like high school living with this family to kind of where you are now? Yeah. So let's see. Um, basically, I got my GD and got my first like real job, which was funny because it was working at a dispensary, which was still basically <laughs> the same. So I, I knew well and that was kind of nice because I like started paying taxes and stuff. I was like, all right, I'm like a real person. Like, I'm paying taxes. Um, <laughs> I'm a member of society. <laughs> yeah, look at me. I exist on paper. Um, so through that, I ended up meeting somebody um, that I worked with. And I worked with them for a really long time and um, separately from the dispensary and ended up making – a lot of money and being able to facilitate me going to tattoo school because in Oregon they're like really strict. It's not really an apprenticeship or anything. Um, so I, I went to tattoo school and that was like a huge dream of mine that I kind of put off for a long time because um, those people, I ended up working with them for like eight years and I've only been tattooing for two. So like I basically got in like kind of a golden handcuff situation where I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this for a little while until I can like go to tattoo school. And then I like had a hard time stepping away because Mm. I was like making such good money. Oh, yeah. So I was like, if I'm doing well with this, like I'm going to wait kind of. And then it got to a point where like I basically was working like crazy hours, like like seven to eight or like seven to ten, like insane hours every day wasn't able to really do anything else yeah yeah no life so like I got to the point where I was like not not doing great like I was definitely and I wasn't like really creating anymore which like that's like my fuel so like I got to a point where I was like okay I just have to leave like right now and one day I just was like okay I'm I'm doing it right now today wow and um did you just like walk out or did you like be like okay here's my two weeks No, I basically, like, came to them and was like, hey, like, I love you guys, but, like, this is something I have to do, which they didn't take super well, which Mm. since then we have better communication and things are are different. But, like, at that time, too, I was, like, expecting support, didn't really get that, which kind of also fueled me a little bit more to be like, all right, I'll show you. Like, that's fine. (laughs) Like, I can do it. So, like, you'll see. Yeah. Um, And... That was really empowering, too, because it was just, you know, one of those things where it's like, I wish I didn't have to hit my breaking point to get here, but I'm glad that I'm doing it. And, you know, it, like, pushed me to do something that I'd been putting off for so long. The universe uh, always has a way of putting you back into alignment. Sometimes you have to get forced into it. (laughs) Oh, definitely. No, and it's funny too because like hindsight's really twenty twenty. Like afterwards, I was just like, "What was I doing?" Like I knew so much earlier. Like mm. of course, I had to just wait and tell us, till I was in dire need of like yep. figuring it out. But that's fine. Um. So anyway, I went to tattoo school. Ended up getting hired by the the school that hired that uh, took me on, and um. I didn't know too much about the industry at that point because, you know, it was so new and um, they were not the greatest Mm. and um, definitely took advantage of me because I didn't know. And I ended up kind of figuring that out after a while and, like, tried my best to, like, create changes because also, like, I was working with other people that, like, were also getting taken advantage of. So I tried my best to, like, communicate that make some changes I did make some but it wasn't enough for me to stay and uh Amanda who owns Golden Grove her and I have been friends since she opened the shop just through basically like happenstance as well I used to have a booth uh at the Ashland Emporium and she saw it and reached out to me when she first opened the shop and we just ended up building a friendship from there. Um, Were you doing which tattoos was huge too, like, at the Emporium? No, I just had like paintings art? and awesome. di- yeah. Um, 
And that was huge too. Just having that opportunity felt really big to me. Cause like, even though it was like maybe on like a artistic standpoint, like a pretty small step, it was just like having somebody that was willing to like have my art in their shop. I was like, this mm. is amazing. Like, are you kidding? You think that I have good enough art to be in your <laughs> shop? Like that's great. Um, so we built like a really tight friendship. And when I was going to school, you know, I was talking to her all the time, telling her everything, keeping her updated on all the happenings. And um, then like when I was like ready to leave that other studio I worked at, I basically was like, hey, like you have an extra space in your building that you don't use all the time. So like what if I just tattoo out of that? And wow. she was like, yeah, great she was like let's do that like duh I'm so down good for um, you for putting yourself I, out there like that that's amazing yeah I had to shoot my shot you just I mean, have to ask sometimes <laughs> yeah which I do sometimes not do like I definitely am one of those people that like doesn't like to ask for help so I was like mm-hmm. it was one of those things where like yeah this seems applicable but like also like what if you don't want to do it but you know mm-hmm. I had to do it anyway Mm. Um, so that was super like you know it was just perfect I was like you know this is great I love Amanda I want to hang out with her all the time now I can (laughs) and I get to like create a space to be you know like really truly creative because I wasn't really getting that um where I was before which like felt really kind of debilitating because it was like I, I like took this big leap in life and like all these risks and spent all this money and now I'm like still struggling and I'm like what the heck (laughs) um so that was huge you know and that's like the thing too it's like the people you meet you know and Mm -hmm. connections you make and so for now it's it's kind of one of those bittersweet things for her to be leaving because I'm like oh you know like (laughs) what do you mean you're not going to be here every day like I want to hang out and uh but then on the same note it's like this is ultimately what I wanted and she knew that and that's why we're here now is like I've always had like the thought of growth and like I want to like have my own studio and do all these things so like she really this transition is kind of perfect because she is realizing like the financial kind of hardships within having her space and also like having her first child and like moving through that like new world so Mm -hmm. Totally. And also, like, to have that's so sacred to her, be able to go to me is, like, you know, really, really big. And, like, for both of us, it's kind of, like, one of those situations where it's, like, little smile frown at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, <laughs> I love you so much, dude. Like, we're, we're doing this, and, and it's great. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's how I got where I am now. That's so amazing. And it's going to be so exciting to – be able to expand and grow in a place that you've already like created home and stability in too. And it sounds like she was kind of another person in your life that was like, here, I'll take you in. I accept you and I love you <laughs> and I'll, I'll make a safe home for you. And it's like now mom's moving out of the hen to go, you know, <laughs> make, make more little chickies in the world. <laughs> but um giving you like I mean obviously not just giving you but like you're set up into a space now where it's like you get to take over and expand and grow your wings um that's gonna be fucking amazing sounds like just the beginning for you huge I'm so appreciative like yeah it's always funny too because it's one of those things where I'm like I'm not that cool like why do you guys even care but then I'm like all right no you're so cool (laughs) you know there's like like two voices in your head there's like the mean one and the good one and then you gotta like try to counteract a little bit (laughs) totally Mm -hmm. totally we all have that (laughs) always talking ourselves down trying to stay humble but oh my gosh I adore you and I'm so grateful that I met you and um yeah spending time with you getting permanent permanent art on my body by you has always been so Mm. joyful and just sharing that space like I just especially in the tattoo world like I've I think everyone if you've if you've 
been getting tattooed, you have experiences that maybe I'm sick of men. (laughs) That that's a big part of it for sure. Lots of only want to be tattooed by women. (laughs) Lots of dumb old fucking dudes in the industry and like. Like for me, it's like I feel like I really need to connect with the person and it's kind of hard to get that impression um, without taking the risk to go get tattooed. Mm -hmm. And um, thankfully now we do have social media and it makes it a lot easier to kind of get a feel of somebody. Um, But yeah, I feel like I found you through Instagram and just really thought you were sweet and adorable and like make incredible art. Like your art was just so (laughs) unique and fun. And I, I want tattoos. I don't necessarily always have like the ideas for tattoos. And so I really love being able to get someone else's art where I'm like, Ooh, I really love that. And, um, that was my experience with you at first. And now I'm just like, you're my tattoo girl. And I tell people <laughs> like, go see Amber and Ashland. So this soon. Is- <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to break the generational trauma in the tattoo industry too. I'm like, all right. Now Hell I'll yeah. Cause that's, it's I so hear that fun. so much. I, yeah. Yeah. I want to like a sacred space. Cause to me, like tattoos are so sacred. I'm just like, I take this shit yeah. so seriously. It's crazy. I am, I am very much yeah. involved. Like I do not want anyone to have a bad experience whether it's just around me or the tattoo that they get or anything so like the stories I hear that people like like just that being the bare minimum is much higher than like a lot of situations and people so yeah and it could be like like, sorry go ahead Well, that's why I'm like trying to do what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create a space where like people feel comfortable because I've had so many people tell me so many stories of like them being uncomfortable or like not being able to talk to the person and things like that. And I'm like, you know, this is like a ritual. Like it's going on your body. Like you're going to feel the pain of it. It's going to heal. Like it's very Mm. important that you are comfortable like and that's that really is the bare minimum and it's crazy that it's not that way and like that's been a big driving force for this too is like and also like taking in other tattoo artists that like have had bad experiences because like as many regulations as there are within this industry when it comes to the actual workplace it's kind of like the wild west like people Mm -hmm. don't treat each other well and I just like I don't think that's okay (laughs) so as much as I can do to like break that I want to hell yeah well, thanks for being one of those people in the world because it makes it more enjoyable for <laughs> us. I'll have to send you uh, – Taylor sent me recently this tattoo artist in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she does, like, special tattoos. Like, um, what was it? It was kind of, like, intuitively drawing them there in the moment. She, like, creates, like, a whole ritual around it and, like, pulls cards and – like creates like this little meditation for you it's like this whole beautiful process and everything's pink yeah her her space is really fun and beautiful too but then like there in the spot then she's just kind of intuitively guided to create it's it feels like a lot of like kind of mandala e type uh sigils and stuff but that are like specific for you with intention that get tattooed um there in the moment it just seems so cool i feel like you i feel like it would be your vibe you'd love it I'll have to send her to you. Yeah, I'm like, I guess I'm going to go to the tattoo. That's perfect. Wait, say that again. I broke up. I said, I'm going to have to go to New Zealand and get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. That sounds perfect. We'll yeah. go on a group trip. Yeah. I said, well, guess we're yeah. going to New Zealand now. <laughs> we're in Let's go. So amazing. I'm so stoked for you and can't wait to see what you build and create there and I'm a big supporter of yours. I just adore you as a human and love your art and love what you're doing and the ripple that you are trying to create because we really are in a world of change right now and shifting completely out of these old dynamics in every part of our world. And like you literally are a trailblazer. I don't know if you know that about yourself, but you are, you are. (laughs) I for you. I don't even, as soon as I met you, I was like, oh yeah, this is one of the real people that exists on the planet that I want to know about. So it's nice to hear that. from you. All right. I'm taking it in. I'm trying my best to like hear you because I do 
I I respect you and I appreciate your opinion. So I'm like, all right, fine. No, you are a gem. And I'm just excited to get to know you more. And eventually we'll go on that hike together. And I'll see you in a couple (laughs) weeks to go get some more fun tattoos. If you are local, I just have to shout out. She has this beautiful old gumball machine with get what you get tattoos. And I'll be in there with my bestie Monica here in a couple weeks spinning her wheel getting getting what we're getting i'm excited any words of wisdom for people in the world trying to create change and be better i mean you got to follow your gut that's really hard that's one yeah seriously for real it is hard it's a real hard one we've been taught to shut it off yeah, sometimes you're like, why do I feel this way? Oh, no, that's illogical. And then later on, you're like, why didn't I listen to that in my head? Ooh. You know, you, yeah. Totally. Well, there's lessons in everything. <laughs> sometimes we got to really have it loud and clear. That's true. And, you know, you might have to learn a lesson a hundred times before you actually learn it. Ooh, that's some truth. We're at the part of the episode where we do a card pull, and I have this beautiful deck that I was feeling called would be really magical to share with you, Amber, today. Mm-hmm. It's called the Mystic Rebel deck. I feel like you are perfect. You're a beautiful rebel <laughs> in the world, making change. Um, really love this creator. It's called by the Merhipsy. You can find her on Instagram. She shares a lot of really cool information too. So Amber, um, I will let you use your intuition to help guide us in this card pool. So go ahead and oh, never mind. The universe is choosing for us. Hold on. A card just Classic. flew out. Couldn't go any other way. Of course. Ooh. Okay. Two cards fill out. Ooh. Okay. We have free will. I'll send you pictures of these two so that you can see them because the, since we can't show you here, these pictures are amazing. And our second card is resolution and healing. I always <laughs> love these. They seem to kind of always vibe with our conversations. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So I will read from the book because these are always so fun, um, the way she wrote the book. Uh, Free will. Where are you? Okay. So the free will card says, talking, oh, sorry, taking personal responsibility is hard. It would be pretty freaking cool if the angels could simply push you, lovingly, of course, down the proper path. However, Exercising your free will is an imperative part of co-creating a life with, sorry, co-creating a life you love with spirit. If every moment of human life were predetermined, there would be no learning or growth to be experienced here on Mama Earth. And that would be so boring. Yeah. (laughs) From where you stand right now, there are infinite paths to choose. No matter which you choose, you can always find a way to your destiny and divine purpose. By receiving this card, you are being asked by your angels and guides to tune in to yourself and make a choice from the infinite possibilities before you. Look at the potential mm-hmm. look at the potentialities <laughs> around you and use your free will. Uh, why can I not read today? It's so hard to see in here right now. Sorry. I'm gonna because potentialities is potentialities fucking twisting me up. Look at the potentialities <laughs> around you, and use your free will to choose what you believe will bring you the greatest happiness and fulfillment. You have full permission to embrace what you want most right now, so that spirit can help you make it a reality. The affirmation for this card is: I trust myself to use my free will an agency to align myself with my highest and greatest good. I am grateful for this blessing to co-create a life I love with spirit. Beautiful. And then that's so good. It's so good. I feel like, I mean, just kind of talking about two 
how life, like your path, you're always being led to where you need to go and how we were just talking about how sometimes you have to like learn the lesson several times too. I feel like that resonates very much with that. So much. And then our second card is resolution and healing. Your angels have heard your heart's prayers, blessed babe. And they want you to know that healing, peace, and harmonious outcomes are on the horizon. Please don't doubt that there will be a resolution in the situation you are asking about. Your guides need you to believe that it is so. The stronger your faith and belief in this fact is, the more easily you will be able to hear the divine guidance that your angels are sending you. It will also help the situation to manifest more easily and smoothly on all sides. Trust the universe has got your back in this and that you can relax in the knowledge that spirit is in control here. No need to worry about the how here. Instead, just let yourself follow the guidance you receive, even if it means swallowing your pride a little or standing your ground more firmly, because it will help the situation unfold happily. Affirmation for this card, I know without a doubt that healing, peace, harmony, and resolution are mine to experience in this situation. I trust that all beings involved will be led to their highest good as a result of the situation, and I am grateful for this. I needed that. Ooh, good, good, good. Yeah, me too. Mm. These cards are beautiful. This deck is beautiful. You are beautiful. <laughs> Um, (laughs) anything come up for you while I was reading that Amber yeah actually I was thinking something that um that's so funny that you say that how do you know what's going on quit it um (laughs) I'm a witch I I was thinking about how funny it is as humans how it's like very hard for us to like admit humility and like show accountability when we mess up because we all like have an ego that Mm. controls our decisions and just yeah you know it's really important it's really hard though being a human you know you want to make sure you look like you have it all figured out but sometimes you got to say that you don't oh yeah I don't like being wrong yeah see exactly you gotta you gotta I make hate saying sorry even if I know yep. I'm in the wrong <laughs> that lesson that's the lesson that you gotta keep learning over and over again yeah no kidding <laughs> well at the end we love to ask all of our guests two questions and the first question is what is something that you do for your self-care that you can't live without snuggle my dog Mm -hmm. (laughs) hell yeah dog snuggles are so good (laughs) (laughs) and if you could tell your younger self one thing what would it be and that can be your younger self at any point in time it's gonna get better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, it is. Which means it's only gonna get better from today too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you, you tell Amber today that too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, where can people find you and connect with you and work with you, Amber? Well, um, Instagram uh, at Luna Cosmo Tattoos. And in Ashland, Oregon, 342 Lithia Way. Yeah. Go get yourself some tattoos. That's, that's <laughs> my self-care thing for today. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is such healing for me. I yeah. Oof. Take a nap. Self-care doesn't have to look like any kind of spa thing, you know. Hell yeah. I feel like... People kind of go into like a face mask or a bubble bath. And all those things are self-care too. But self-care can also just be like laying on your floor, staring at the ceiling, and that's okay. And mm. whatever that's feels good. I love doing that with like a good uh, like groove and song. Like something just kind of make you like space out for a little bit. So oh, yeah. Good. Same. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I'm so very grateful for your time and your story and your vulnerability and just sharing your love with us. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you so much. And 
I appreciate you having me. It's amazing. I'm so happy to do it. Our pleasure. Thank you, Amber. Thank you. Thank you. Find us on TikTok and Instagram at Waking Up the Witch. Please email us your witchy stories, ghost stories, corrections, and advice questions to wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. Love you. Love you.